Hi, this is Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 41 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. Lord's Day, February 2, preached from John 5, 24 and 25. There appeared, as usual, some concern and affection in the assembly. Toward night, proceeded in my usual method of catechizing. Observed my people more ready in answering the questions proposed to them than ever before. It is apparent they advance daily in doctrinal knowledge. But what is still more desirable The Spirit of God is yet operating among them, whereby experimental as well as speculative knowledge is propagated in their minds. February 5. Discoursed to a considerable number of Indians in the evening, at which time numbers of them appeared much affected and melted with divine things. February 8 spent a considerable part of the day in visiting my people, house to house, and conversing with them about their soul's concerns. Many persons wept while I discoursed to them and appeared concerned for nothing so much as for an interest in the great Redeemer. In the evening, catechized as usual, Divine truth made some impressions upon the audience and were attended with an affectionate engagement of soul in some. Lord's Day, February 9, discoursed to my people from the story of the blind man, Matthew 10, 46-52. The word of God seemed weighty and powerful, upon the assembly at this time and made considerable impressions upon many, several in particular who have generally been remarkably stupid and careless under the means of grace, were now awakened and wept affectionately. The most earnest attention, as well as tenderness and affection, appeared in the audience universally. Two persons publicly professed Christ. Toward night, catechized. God made this a powerful season. To some, there were many affected. Former convictions appeared to be powerfully revived. There was likewise one who had been a vile drunkard, remarkably awakened. He appeared to be in great anguish of soul, wept and trembled and continued to do so till near midnight. There was also a poor, heavy-laden soul who had been long under heavy distress, as constant and pressing as I ever saw, who was now brought to a comfortable calm and seemed to be bowed and reconciled to the divine sovereignty, and told me she now felt and saw that it was right for God to do with her as he pleased, and that her heart felt pleased and satisfied it should be so. 
although of late, she had often found her heart rise and quarrel with God because he would, if he pleased, send her to hell after all she had done. She added that the heavy burden she had laid under was now removed, that she had tried to recover her concern and distress again, fearing that the Spirit of God was departing from her and would leave her wholly careless, but that she could not recover it, that she felt she never could do anything to save herself, but must perish forever if Christ did not do all for her, that she did not deserve he should help her, and that it would be right if he should leave her to perish. But Christ could save her, though she could do nothing to save herself, etc. And here she seemed to rest. <clears throat> Forks of Delaware, February 1746. Lord's Day, February 16. Knowing that numbers of the Indians in these parts are obstinately set against Christianity, and that some of them had refused to hear me preach in times past, I thought it might be proper and beneficial to the Christian interest here to have a number of my religious people from Cross Weeksung with me to converse with them about religious matters, hoping it might be a means to convince them of the truth and importance of Christianity, to see and hear some of their own nation discoursing of divine things and manifesting earnest desires that others might be brought out of heathenish darkness, as themselves were. For this purpose, I selected half a dozen of the most serious and intelligent of those Indians, and having brought them to the Forks of Delaware, I this day met with them and the Indians of this place. Numbers of the latter probably could not have been prevailed upon to attend this meeting, had it not been for these religious Indians who accompanied me hither and preached to them. Some of those who had, in times past, been extremely averse to Christianity, now behaved soberly, and some others laughed and mocked. However, the word of God fell with such weight and power that numbers seemed to be stunned and expressed a willingness to hear me again of these matters. Afterward, prayed with and made an address to the white people present and could not but observe some visible effects of the word, such as tears and sobs among them. After public worship, spent some time and took pains to convince those that mocked of the truth and importance of what I had been insisting upon, and so endeavored to awaken their attention to divine truth. Had reason to think, from what I observed then and afterward, that my endeavors took considerable effect upon one of the worst of them. Those few Indians then present, who used to be my hearers in these parts, some having removed hence to Cross Weeksung, seemed somewhat kindly disposed toward me and glad to see me again. 
They had been so much attacked, however, by some of the opposing pagans that they were almost ashamed or afraid to manifest their friendship. February 17, after having spent much time in discoursing to the Indians in their respective houses, I got them together and repeated and inculcated what I had before taught them. Afterward, discoursed to them from Acts 8, 5 to 8. A divine influence seemed to attend the word. Several of the Indians here appeared to be somewhat awakened and manifested earnest tears and sobs. My people of Cross Weeksong continued with them day and night, repeating and inculcating the truths I had taught them and sometimes prayed and sung psalms among them, discoursing with each other in their hearing of the great things God had done for them and for the Indians from whence they came. This seemed, as my people told me, to have more effect upon them than when they directed their discourse immediately to them. February 18, preached to an assembly of Irish people nearly 15 miles distant from the Indians. February 19, preached to the Indians again. After having spent considerable time in conversing with them more privately, there appeared a great solemnity and some concern and affection among the Indians belonging to these parts, as well as a sweet melting among those who came with me. Numbers of the Indians here seemed to have their prejudices and aversion to Christianity removed and appeared well disposed and inclined to hear the word of God. February 20, preached to a small assembly of high Dutch people who had seldom heard the gospel preached and were some of them at least very ignorant but numbers of them have lately been put upon an inquiry after the way of salvation with thoughtfulness. They gave wonderful attention, and some of them were much affected under the word, and afterwards said, as I was informed, that they never had been so much enlightened about the way of salvation in their whole lives before. They requested me to tarry with them, or come again and preach to them. It grieved me that I could not comply with their request. I could not but be affected for their circumstances, for they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And some of them appeared under some degree of distress for sin, standing in peculiar need of the assistance of an experienced spiritual guide. February 21, preached to a number of people, many of them low Dutch. Several of the aforementioned high Dutch people attended the sermon, though eight or ten miles distant from their houses. Numbers of the Indians also belonging to these parts came of their own accord with my people from Cross Weeksung to the meeting. There were two in particular who though the last Sabbath they opposed and ridiculed Christianity, 
now behaved soberly. May the present encouraging appearances continue. <clears throat> February 22, preached to the Indians. They appeared more free from prejudice and more cordial to Christianity than before, and some of them appeared affected with divine truth. Lord's Day, February 23. Preached to the Indians from John 6, 35 to 37. After public service, discoursed particularly with several of them and invited them to go down to Crossweeksung and tarry there at least for some time, knowing that they would then be free from the scoffs and temptations of the opposing pagans, as well as in the way of hearing divine truths discoursed of both in public and private, obtained a promise of some of them that they would speedily pay us a visit and attend some farther instructions. They seemed to be considerably enlightened and much freed from their prejudices against Christianity. But it is much to be feared that their prejudices will revive again unless they can enjoy the means of instruction here or be removed where they may be under such advantages and out of the way of their pagan acquaintances. This concludes episode 41 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd. <laughs>